Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is Dave the Clone. I'm a podcaster from the Hollow Nine Network, and you're listening to the Just Conversation Podcast. Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5, 4. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideals in childish ways. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. And also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to show opinions and ideas on topics we discuss. Yes, yeah, so make sure to pull up a a very warm companion to listen to um the show with, and uh, you'll I hope you enjoy all the stuff that's gonna happen in the conversations we have. So uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. But before we do any of that, we got some... Reviews! Coming up for you! I wonder if this is very disorienting. That's right. <laughs> is this very disorienting? My apologies. No, I'm kidding. I don't care. Anyways. If you don't think this is awesome, listen from these guys. Yeah, if you don't think this is awesome, these reviews are going to tell you otherwise. You're definitely going to enjoy these reviews, and they're going to tell you why this is awesome. And if you don't think it's awesome, you're just wrong. Mm -hmm. So let's jump in. The first one is from Lil Rocco. Googly eyes. The googly eyes are part of his birth name. Don't make fun of him. Check it out. Can emojis even be part of your name? What if people can do that now? Probably. It's awful. Interesting grab. The title already had me intrigued, but the convo is what kept me engaged. I enjoy how the whole episode felt like a typical conversation with friends, but still had nuggets of information that really made you think of a bigger picture. Interesting take on world views, deep topics, relaxed topics, all wrapped in a great ribbon of elaborate imagination and intricate storytelling. Must listen. So if you thought that this intro wasn't like the most cool, <laughs> interesting thing, well, little do you know, deep and intricate topics, so you know you're wrong already. But and relaxed topics. Relaxed topics. You didn't hear those soothing tones I was addressing you with earlier? That's how relaxed this could get. This could get relax. This could get chill AF, bro. Mm -hmm. The second one, the second one is going to reinforce the one you just heard before it. Uh, that's how we roll. Dead pool liquor. Like pool liquor? Like I'm a pool liquor, but said with a hood inflection. Dead pool liquor. Pool liquor. Anyways, dead pool liquor. I'm sorry you had the parents you had. I don't know why they gave you that birth name. Totally birth name. Do yourself a favor and listen to these conversations. Jack and Christina have super strong chemistry. Jack in particular is ridiculous. I love listening each week to whatever silly thing is going to come out of his mouth. Christina brings a lot of sanity to balance everything out. If you like a podcast that you can zone out on and just listen to two entertaining people have a great conversation, check this one out. 100%. Except I'm not ridiculous. I'm the most grounded human being that has ever existed. You're so sane. You're insane. 
I'm so, yeah, I'm so sane. I seem crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, man, he can't be talking straight woke truths all the time. It's not possible. Well, I got, I got a little tidbit to tell you. It is possible. You are the wokest. I'm the wokest. Wasn't it like that? We saw that thing about who's the wokest, and I was the wokest one, even if I wasn't in the show about who's the wokest. They were all wrong about what being woke is, because I define what being woke is. And what is woke? Me. Boom. You ain't me? Psh, guess you're not woke. What? Then what about woke tacos? Do you put yourself in them? Yes. Oh. Woke tacos are made of me meat. Ooh, how does that happen? Well, first... Is it cloned? Ugh. Sort of. What the process happens in such a fashion that they use my DNA and merge it with a pig's so that we have me Ugh. as a pig grow. Then we raise that pig, slaughter that pig, grind that pig, throw it into a taco, and then we have woke tacos. Boom. Uh, but the pig is still a pig, right? Like, yes. Basically, they half you, half took pig. my DNA and modified it to be a pig. Okay. Yes, it's not. Ha- it's not like the <laughs> it's head. Not- it's just my head on a pig. <laughs> it's not some horrible creation. Or it's like a pig body and pig head, but has for legs my arms and legs. <laughs> oh, what if it did? That'd be fascinating, horrible. and I'd have to see it. I'd yeah. also be very confused and horrified. I would be too. Yes, but anyways, today what we have is some fascinating things going on. What's happening today? We got guest. Yes. A guest, a very special guest. The specialists of guests. Mm-hmm. It's Dave the Clone, man. Our our old friend, our podcasting buddy. As he grows his empire, he's been busy. But he took the time to float on by and have a nice conversation about everything. Everything and nothing yeah. and all that in between. As usual. So, as usual, anytime this man comes in. We spiral out of control and transcend to new dimensions and heights, and we enhance our wokeness, and then horrify ourselves, and then flee to process the wokeness, and then realize, eh, nothing to be worried about because I got no control here. Mm-hmm. And then that's the moral of every episode. Yeah. And I expect that to happen this episode, too. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoy how great it's going to be. You can mm-hmm. actually listen to past episodes with Dave. Please do. Those yes. are great. Several amazing Two. episodes in season. I think he was the second guest of season three. So he should be 3.2. And he was uh, episode 11 and 12 of season two. As well as maybe episode Eight of season. Th- He's all over the place. You could. He, there's content with Dave in it. So if you're not familiar just with find Dave, his name. Yeah, just type in, in Dave the Clown. You you find you find Dave, bro. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth listening to. We get into some of the weirdest conversations imaginable, and I will not be surprised if that happens this time. As usual, we spiral into the depths and get horrified. And I want that to happen. That's how our soul goes. Finding so, out that nothing has a meaning. Yeah. That's usually the conclusion. It's like, nah, nothing is real. Yep. And then we're like, okay, time to go. Mm-hmm. So expect that. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Dave the Clone and Will Drop. He's going to drop as usual, drop his plugs, and then we will drop his plugs again later. So uh, stay tuned after the conversation for a little talkie-talkie with me and Christy here. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi.
first thing that comes to your mind, I'm sure, when you hear my name. It's like, oh, yeah, I was in college when that came out, and I've been waiting to have a legitimate reason to use it. So <laughs> I guess now's a good enough time. Man, I don't even remember where I was when I heard that for the first time. I must have been, like, early high school or some shit like that. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe maybe younger than that. I might have been like a grade schooler. Oh man, really? No. There's no way there's that big a, a gap in between us, man. Really? Because I was a freshman in college when that came when that like hit mainstream. I think technically the year before when he was at Warp Tours, like when everybody first started to know who Eminem was. But when that came out of nowhere, it depends on the 1999. I was like eight years old. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, wow, man. Oh, dude. Well, hey, the beauty of the internet, man. Generations yeah, mean nothing. Yeah, dude. It's a hundred percent. It's it's definitely the case. Uh, in the past, we had this uh, uh, thing where information was sort of held at the top by the oldest and the youngest only got it as trickles as they became old enough to be aware of what those around them possessed that they could have the capacity to learn. That's no longer a barrier because we have multiple capacities, even if what people are around us might know is too far off for us to reach, we could just jump on the internet and find something other some other complex information that is just right for us, but maybe might have not been right for the people around us. So we all kind of level out in both wisdom and knowledge by knowing what we know and how we know it. And it's sort of a varied clusterfuck mix of things from multiple generations. Some freaking grade schoolers who are like famous youtubers are friends with some 60 year old lifelong podcasters and they work together to promote each other often like that's some weird shit that just happens in this new era of internet breaks all barriers yeah man i mean it's kind of nice i mean i'm happy to take advantage of it but it definitely uh it, it changed the playing field right because uh it, it's why we can that's why we could do things called life hacks, right? Like, you know, we hack life. We, um, I don't know how to do something instead of calling the person who spent, you know, their lifetime learning how to do that, to be the master of that, that one, you needed that done, whether it was electrical work or working on your car, instead of calling them, you just go to YouTube and there's someone on there going like, all right, I'm going to show you how to fix this. So you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to get it fixed anymore. And why that's, while that's awesome for us on this side of it, you're taking away a big piece of the economic dynamic <laughs> and um you know it's uh it's interesting like sometimes it doesn't have to be that nefarious i remember i did an interview with a um a business guy who was talking about how you know everyone will say oh you got to figure out how the internet is going to impact your day-to-day and he goes yeah but what if it's not even just the day-to-day what if it's a lot of traditional things like he goes you know i i expected that one day i was going to teach my son how to tie a necktie around his neck and when i came to teach him that when he was getting ready for like his high school formal dance or whatever he's like oh dad i already learned how to do that i i checked out a video on youtube and he was like i actually felt robbed you know that was my dad taught me how to tie a tie i was going to teach my son how to tie a tie and my son who just sees it as a trivial uh you know piece of business that you have to do every once in a while um 
uh, just kind of sees it as this thing, like, what's the big deal? Meanwhile, the guy who's actually like, you know, that was one of the things I was looking forward to as part of my fatherhood. And and so it's it's interesting how it's going to change even the way that they that experiences like that are valued. You know what I mean? Something this guy was looking forward to and the kids are like, that eh, just went on YouTube. It was not yeah, that's kind of all things considered. That is a, a true reality. The And it's something that just has to be accepted by the previous generation. It's going to happen to us, too. The world is just changing faster and faster. But it, it, it's fascinating that like let's say a father wants to be the guy to like he grew up and his father taught him how to build a shitty looking table that he has as a dining table in his kitchen he's like you know i'm a when my son is old enough i'm gonna have him build one just like that and he's gonna keep that his whole life the same way i have mine that i built with my dad and we're gonna learn how to do that meanwhile he just sparked slightly the interest in his son and just mentioning it and his son went ahead and YouTubed how to master the craft, making his father completely obsolete in the transaction. Like, things that mm -hmm. man could not comprehend. This kid mastered over a weekend of spamming YouTube videos. And yeah. the tradition I mean, is dead. I could, I, I could totally uh, appreciate the idea of what if you wanted to impress your dad? So you went and learned it so that when he came to show it to you, you could be like, hey, dad, check out what I already know. And you weren't doing it in a way that was any, you know, like I'm sure this kid didn't mean it maliciously. He, he didn't even care. You know, it was like a thing that didn't even matter to him. But it was a thing just because of where it usually winds up in uh, in the sort of pantheon of what you learn over the course of your lifetime it was something he was expecting to have as a shared experience i guess that's the other thing too we start to look at what experiences in life are still meant to be just solo experiences versus which which experiences do we feel like maybe the last generation wouldn't have shared but now it's a very commonplace like think about things like polyamory and transsexualism you know what i mean like it's not like these things are new, but they're definitely in pop culture now. You know what I mean? They're yes. to the point where they're in mainstream enough that like kindergarten teachers have to talk to their students about them. You know, it's like, whoa, where, where have we gone? But uh, it's, it's, it's due to the severe cross pollination of cultures. Like the idea of cultures dissolving slowly. It, there used to be oh my God. A, a giant differences between parts of the world. People now mm -hmm. talking about cultural shock or essentially bullshitting themselves and wanting to sort of speak of culture the way that people of the past did when it was the 50s. And if you traveled across the world, you experienced something crazy. But right now you fly from California to New York, same fucking place. You fly from yeah. New York to like Tokyo, same fucking place. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, the cities for sure. The cities are where all the all the uh, culture is being homogenized by pulling in all the culture <laughs> by being yes. culture magnets. Yes, it's yes. homogenizing everything into the gray goo that is humanity. <laughs> and that's that's fucking crazy. That's something that we're gonna. Man, I can't even begin to comprehend what the next step of this is going to look like. Dude, it's going to be. I remember I was talking to my bass teacher when I was in high school and. Uh, he said one of the things he was really into UFOs and UFO theory and conspiracy theories. And he was saying that one of the biggest reasons that uh, aliens haven't revealed themselves to us is because we haven't unified as a planet. We haven't unified as a species. We fight over finite resources. We we still find reasons to hate each other over uh, over differences of things like skin color and, and 
religion, things that are like, you know, subjective. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to think like, wow, that, that suddenly makes the homogenization of everything sound not only like it's necessary, but it, it would be a good thing that it shows us uh, like, you know, uh, other species on the planet, we just kind of all became okay with uh, the fact that humans are this and there's varieties. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen, but I also don't know that I necessarily still think that it sounds like such a great thing, <laughs> even if the aliens think it's a great thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I on along those lines, if there even was the case of aliens out there, I, I, I don't one, I don't think there'd be any reason they're interested in us. If life happened <laughs> elsewhere, else, elsewhere, other than where they come from, right? That means that there's already two locations where life happens. It's more common than at mm -hmm. least we as humans think. That means we're not really special. They, if they can traverse space, their they've been around how fucking long to do that? To come from God knows where. So their technology is yeah. beyond comprehension. There's no resources on Earth that are unique. Gold and water are some of the most abundant minerals that exist anywhere in the universe you could find that shit anywhere and if uh if they were to show up like what what would be the benefit not only that Just... on top of that we we got to think of it from sadly detach ourselves from the human idea that we have attached to alien life right because we have this mm. idea that uh they're gonna look like us and behave like us and you know we're looking for our technology when we look into space but why the fuck would they have evolved using the same technology we do we use radio waves so we're like yeah we're looking for radio waves but what the fuck are the odds that they even came up with the same systems to lead through science like we came up with math and physics and this and that who says they like found that same system what if they found some other shit we can't comprehend that led them through a whole different way and there could be things like you know like if it, have you ever have you ever seen any of the videos or googled uh octopus strange behavior and just seen the way that like we have creatures on this planet that behave uh very vastly differently <laughs> than humans do for the most part um especially with octopus uh problem solving and like getting themselves out of uh containers that pretty much should not be able they shouldn't be able to get themselves or we assume they weren't intelligent enough to get themselves out of but uh there was one video i saw recently where it was like a whole like i don't know what the what the proper term for a herd of octopi would be but it was like this huge mass of octopus uh that like came out of the ocean and we're just walking on the beach because when I see that in my mind instantly says, well, something's going on in the ocean and they don't want to be around it or they don't want to be involved in it. So they're steering clear and getting up on shore, but it was creepy. And when I see stuff like that, or when you think of dolphins, like don't dolphins do like complex math and all kinds of stuff, yeah. it sort of like lends itself to that. You don't know what kind of gear these other creatures are given at, like, from the get go. We're given eyes, hands, feet, um, our vocal cords, our hearing, you know, that's pretty much what we're given. What if they, what if there's another planet or what if creatures that developed or evolved differently on another planet can like see interdimensionally or can see time? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not only that, we're, we're trying to think of, you know, they must be in a flying vehicle and they must be, you know, bipedal things with like big heads. And we're just imagining our own body, but warped essentially. But who's 
says right. it's not like a fucking cloud that's sentient. And like that, oh my god! That's, I was about to say, what about something that has no shape, <laughs> like yeah. a cloud? <laughs> like, how do we know? How do we know that lightning itself isn't just alive? And we're over here, like, no, that's inanimate. But it's moving so fast, we don't see the life in it. But it's like interacting yeah. with other lightning, and they're breeding. And there's a big one that has a little one, and it lives a million. It lives at the speed of light. So when we see lightning, maybe we see an entire life cycle, and what we're seeing every segment, because you know, like it turns sharp. What if every segment mm-hmm. is a different generation? happening right in front of our eyes so one line is the parent the next line is the child then grandkid and so and we're just seeing it branch out and then disappear when the family dies off we don't fucking know you know know how um they say like there's that uh many worlds theory where like for every decision you make there's another universe out there where you made the opposite decision what if lightning is like following the path of all the decisions like somebody's like soul made in its life you know what i mean so like Every one of those jagged turns and sharp right turns and left turns is a decision they made. And so, like, the lightning is kind of like um, the universe playing that that soul's song, (laughs) for lack of better terms. I'm not using soul in the religious... no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This is actually pretty yeah. interesting that you would uh, bring that up. That that uh, that's a interesting perspective that we would have like timelines. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like we're it's seeing the same life from a different point of view, almost like that. Maybe that person is still alive, and we're just seeing like imagine. Okay, we're told that the universe is fractal, and like everything is yeah. a version of itself. So, what if the lightning really is what you're talking about, and we're just seeing the path of somebody's life? That goes to say that uh, there is the you know that the universe has quantum states, states so mm-hmm. small that we we see. Uh, perfectly tiny particles and if we were to look at the opposite end we're looking at macro states uh the sizes of galaxies and universe at least our observable universe and things of that Mm -hmm. nature i am a believer that at all scales we will see the same thing right so we have particles that we can't that we think nothing is smaller than that's a singularity right so if we mm-hmm. were to go, if we could somehow make ourselves the size of the singularity, there would be something atomic to that scale. Does that make sense? Like, it's not uh, the smallest size. If we sense. were the size of that, it would just be this size and there would be something still atomic by comparison. Yeah, because there's no, they, like, matter and energy aren't created or destroyed. They're just, like, you know, changing phases. And uh, so it's funny that we're talking about this. Um, my girlfriend's son is going to college for this. He's eventually going to get a Ph.D. in particle physics, I think. But he was telling me about um, how we have these virtual particles that are sort of particles that um, – exist in a perfect opposite state of actual particles and so the there's there's a theory that we can use these to discover what happens inside a black hole because these virtual particles move in succession with the actual particle but when the actual particle gets pulled into the black hole the vertical particle moves in the opposite direction but they both are still connected by information information now is a tangible thing that is being studied in physics as a possible way to connect these like multiple planes of existence and things like that so it's kind of like now data has like a tangible 
weighable, <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah, because uh, those are two very complicated areas to study. That's one of them is uh, studying the literal disk, the accretion disk around the black hole that seems to, although suck in information, it retains sort of the imprint of information around it, which means anything that's inside of it, we can still see the data for on the edge. And the other one is quantum entanglement where two particles that are completely separated can still communicate regardless of range. Mm. And if somehow those two things happen to be workable together, this means we don't have to worry about time being an issue to communicate with if we can learn how to send a message through a technology that uses that. Because we know quantum information remains intact, if we can prove that. And if we can find (laughs) a way to communicate through quantum entanglement then we can you could be in a different galaxy i can send you a message through this sort of subspace reality of information and you receive it instantaneously without having to worry the 300 billion light years that would need to happen in any other instance yeah it's actually the only way being able to communicate the way we see in sci-fi movies would ever be possible you know like and that's it's cool to discover this stuff and to talk about this stuff and think about it but then there are times where it's almost depressing because you know i remember being a kid watching sci-fi movies with this sort of like hopeful innocence that we're gonna be able to do all that one day we're gonna have all those spaceships and we're gonna go and live on other planets and we're gonna traverse the entire galaxy moving at light speed like in star wars and star trek and now it's like "Eh, more likely i'm gonna be around for the end of humanity as we've known it as opposed to it's you know um blossoming into a utopia of what, what? Of our why do you potential. think the end is coming um i don't know it's just sort of like this feeling in the air <laughs> maybe it started with the sort of um current political climate but just i don't know the fact that everything feels like it's moving so fast you know and i know that that's not a new observation but you know, even just looking at the way that this coronavirus thing happened, where it was just like, yo, this went from a joke to like they're shutting schools down for weeks at a time overnight. But <laughs> bro, I mean? the level like, oh, of wow. overreaction attached to, to that virus is crazy. Because it's like, oh my God. Because yeah. I was looking at the uh, the comparison of how many people have, just in the last two months that we've been dealing with corona spreading like wildfire, there have been a million people in the world die of starvation. And it's like, yeah, eh, are we really just overreacting? Like the thing that's rough, though, is that any loss, any loss of life or any um, impact to life is supposed to have equal weight. Right. Like a death is a death is a death, Um, at least especially to the person dying. (laughs) But it's it's like we're at this weird place where we have to look at it in these terms because it's like, well, we've built too much of a system to, to really have it be every single person can hold it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, know, you have to get it lumped in with all those people who are sick now and we'll figure out a way to get you all healthy or let you all die. Here's here's my problem with this. Here's my problem with this. The fear the people have have has fueled the literal crash of like the fucking crash of the stock market bro that's actually taking place right now the world is like in a panic over three thousand deaths and we're talking like this number i don't even i would argue this is how serious this is i would argue that the death of those people that shut down 
travel and all this stuff has probably saved more lives through sex trafficking and drug trafficking and murder and all and fucking hitmen and bullshit of that nature. It's oh probably God, saved sure. more life than who have died. You know, it's crazy. I often think about things like that. Like, you know, when we hear about, okay, this thing's happening. And you at first kind of go like, oh, man, that's such a bummer. Then I'm like, what about these criminal enterprises that are like, yo, millions, OK, millions are made, lost, stolen, gained in seconds in this world that we've created. When something like this happens, you're not even allowed to come out to buy the drugs. What in the hell are we supposed to do? Like, imagine a season of The Wire where it was like, yeah, no one can deal with anything because of coronavirus. People are not allowed out of their houses. That's fucking nuts, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy. We're over here freaking out. And I don't even understand because we've redirected millions in resources. Like, yeah. what? Oh, my God. Perfect example. Bill Gates donates $150 million to yeah. dealing with this. Like, bro, I know you personally go to Africa and you help with the starving children, but I never saw you donate $150 million to the fucking millions of motherfuckers starving out there. <laughs> but people die. And you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to give wow. it $150 million. Like, whoa, dude. What's going on? And yeah. it's entirely directed because of people's panic. They don't give a fuck. They're not really trying to save the world. How many forest fires were happening before we decided, no, nah, maybe it's getting too close to us. Let's donate. How yeah, many yeah. fucking people have been starving, but Corona came through and they're like, eh, it's getting too close to me. Let me throw some money at it. It's like, we don't yeah. care. We're just scared for us. And the other thing is the the how quickly everyone goes straight walking dead. You know, like the whole there's no toilet paper in the stores. Uh, my sister, um, I have now like relocated to the Virginia area, northern Virginia. My sister lives in uh, northern Virginia as well. And I ran into her today and she was like, yeah, we decided to try to go at an off time. So we went to the grocery store at 10 o'clock last night and it was packed and lots of people were angry. Everybody was in each other's face. It took forever to check out and there was nothing like there was no pasta left on the shelves. There was no toilet paper, no hand sanitizer. She actually saw my post and she was like, do you have any of those hand sanitizers left for Holland nine? And I'm like, well, we were getting them to bring to a convention because before any of this started, we just knew conventions are a place where people usually, they call it con crud. People usually get sick after going to comic con because the people who scraped their money together to share a room with four friends decided they didn't want to either shower or use deodorant, you know, the whole time. And it was like a three day long weekend of just being up close and personal with everybody like that. So Usually there's an occurrence of getting sick and we all refer to it lovingly as con crud. So I figured, you know what, what's a great piece of um, merchandising to have on your table at these things? How about some hand sanitizer with our logo on it? And now my sister's like, seriously, you could probably sell those online. It's going for like hundreds of dollars for a bottle on Amazon right now. And I'm like, Nothing even happened yet. Like the big catastrophe didn't happen. Like a big power plant didn't explode. A plane didn't crash. Aliens didn't like land. Nothing happened except for the president going on TV or the media making a huge like fear case out of this. Bingo. And we went we went straight to get everything you can out of the grocery store. I'm like, yo, what do you guys really want to be the zombies? Don't you You really want to be the walking dead? Literally, you're, you're going to do it. Huh? Yeah, for okay. sure, dude. Look, the CDC says what? You just wash your hands. You don't have to stop anything else you're doing. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, just what, what do they call it? The Wu-Tang. Do the Wu-Tang. Yeah. You wash your hands. <laughs> 
you use your your mask properly wash <laughs> yeah. you know fucking don't touch your face avoid yeah. crowded areas so on and so forth basic shit you know easy nothing new meme that was I liked it when the meme was just like, you know, it's good to wash your hands even when there isn't an outbreak of a crazy virus. <laughs> you know, like just by the way, people, the reason this is even happening is because some of you out there are so gross. We have to tell you to wash your fucking hands. Yes. I don't mind you getting pissed hearing this. Go ahead. Get pissed. hundred percent, bro. One. It's fucking ridiculous. And then, you know, CDC, the, the official place trying to solve the problem says you know we got this the the world health organization is like you know we agree with the cdc just wash your hands you're good meanwhile human reaction we need all the toilet paper it's like yeah what like, the I'm fuck happened people. i'm gonna fight people at the grocery store for it we're gonna go game of thrones on this yo i don't even oh my god the amount of things that were left behind i was reading a fucking article about how many bottles of alcohol were left because people were just grabbing the fucking hand sanitizer it's like are you retarded what is <laughs> where is the lack of computation right here the same this is the main ingredient in that you it, I, I happen to just be one of those people that stocks up on that stuff anyway you know like when i see 91 percent alcohol out there because sometimes that disappears from the shelves for a while I'll grab it. Like, I'll be like, oh, wow. Especially if I'm at like Walgreens or CVS or not sponsored by any of those people, by the way, but I would love it if we could chat and, um, you know, just going in there and going, oh, you guys got a twofer on that or buy one, get one at 50% off. Cool. So I have like four bottles of 91% alcohol in the closet, you know, and, um, we do grocery shopping online sometimes, like with certain things that are just on um, auto subscribe because you get like a little bit of a deal when you do that. So like a week ago, two cases of toilet paper showed up and we we're like, I know we have this delivered regularly, but this seems like a lot of toilet paper. And then all of a sudden this week, everybody's like, yeah, there's no toilet paper in the grocery stores. Oh, my God. It's like the Armageddon. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so randomly had hand sanitizer made it for the company didn't know there was going to be a viral outbreak randomly got extra toilet paper didn't know that there was going to be a run on toilet paper what else is coming next are we going to run out of ice cream because that's going to suck if everybody goes for the ice cream next we're fucked now nah, bro everybody's going to be running you don't have to worry about the ice cream people are going to be running for for dumber shit there it's going to be <laughs> something so stupid we could not comprehend it it's like I will say that somebody says, you know, if you're surrounded by somebody who's coughing, you should whistle. All the whistles are going to disappear from all the stores across the planet. It's like there's no more whistles. We need people going to be beating the living shit out of each other in stores for the last whistle. Meanwhile, it's like, can't you just whistle? <laughs> you can do that with your mouth. You know, you don't need that. It's like funny. Like I, my sister was telling me this and telling me, oh, the grocery store is going to be crazy. I'm like, well, luckily I don't need to get toilet paper. Do you think there'll be asparagus though? I'm supposed to cook dinner tonight. I need to get vegetables. And she's like, oh yeah, that stuff's still there. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, Hold on guys. You're buying the toilet paper. You're buying the hand sanitizer. You're not buying the food. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What is it? Guys, come on. <laughs> like, come on. What are you doing? It's real, man. It's a uh, psychotic. What's going on out there. Then this goes back to what you were talking about. If aliens do look like us, if they do, uh, if they have our technology for whatever fucking impossible odds that would be, they're definitely not landing here because they're like, they're fucking stupid. Yeah. 
We're going to we will get dumber from going there. Like everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. The they're going to be scared to land because like they're going to think Earth. that the, the stupidity is like a disease that a previous because we built giant skyscrapers and we got yeah. like rocket science. They're like, oh, they were headed somewhere. And then whatever the stupid plague has hit them and their intellect suddenly yeah. dropped. And it's like, no, nah, we've somehow not exploded being here this whole time. It was a plague of stupidity that spread like a disease. <laughs> Their minds became weak and unable to comprehend thinking forward. <laughs> Everybody's deep-seated racism and hatred boiled to the surface for no damn reason. Literally for no damn reason. It was almost like we were tired of having it too good. So we had to drop ourselves back a peg or two to realize what the struggle really, really means. <laughs> you know, I swear like, I that's... Know actually that's, what's that, happening that more sense than what really happened no that's definitely what's happening i think we might not know it but i think what you just said is so close to the truth that it's too easy everything is too easy we don't have uh, our grandparents talk about the giant wars they fought and the scary terror you know the nuke can drop any day and <laughs> bunkers and shit duck and cover man duck yeah. and cover that's what that's what they were told they were told duck and cover for a nuclear explosion and we're just like dude at that point you know if you're seeing the nuke it's too late yep. <laughs> you know yep. you're not going you're not getting home man it's you're not Schwarzenegger and Predator who magically runs 40 city blocks in less than 20 seconds which was only the only a problem once the sequel came out i'm just saying we wish we were but i, I kind of hit i have that like you know you're going to be more like jeff daniels and speed when you look up and realize what you're seeing and then you get annihilated by the blast wave or whatever yeah there's no there's no real surviving and <laughs> shit like that it's over you see oh man but see that's my point we're so educated on all these things that the 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 fear the true fear of something really horrible like we don't have that that's not a thing so small things have to equate what what is the saying it's like uh pain to two different people is still pain they might have uh killed an aunt and they just feel emotional about that and somebody might have lost a family member and they feel emotional about that if like the, regardless of what objectively we see happening pain subjectively is equal somebody might feel just as bad over something just as small and i think that's what's yeah. happening we don't have this colossal threat of fear but small shit drives us fucking crazy because it's the equivalent for the time we're in yeah and and it's it's like you won't really you know, i feel like some of us out there don't really pick up on that concept until they realize that their pain is the one that's being diminished by being compared to somebody else's pain. Until that happens, they're probably pretty comfortable pulling that card. Well, like, listen, man, we all know what it feels like to scrape our knee, but we also all know you just got to pick yourself back up and get back on your bicycle. And then when you fall off your bicycle and you scrape your knee, but you find out that underneath that scrape, you also shattered the bone and destroyed any chances of ever having your sports career or actually just walking comfortably ever again. And suddenly you're like, man, I can't believe I used to tell people to just suck it up and deal with this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wow. But now 
I'm too late. Everybody has to be Ebenezer Scrooge, right, right before they'll just decide to be good on their own. Yep, that's a hundred percent the case. We are God stupid. We're stupid as fuck. <laughs> is and this it's stupid, it is selfish. what it is. Yeah. Well, oh my God, we're so selfish. But it's like, what the fuck else do we have? We don't have like telepathy to see from each other's eyes and feel each other's emotions, and we we are so scared that we're gonna be judged that we impulsively lie about everything, but. That also means mm-hmm. everybody's always lying to us about everything, thinking they're going to be judged. So we're just bullshitting. Not sure what anybody's fucking saying ever. We're <laughs> communicating incorrect information intentionally, but expecting to get accurate information all of the time. And then we're like, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand anything. And it's like, yeah, you built that fucking system, bro. We're like living out Einstein's definition of insanity (laughs) all the time. Yes. Oh, my God. All the fucking time. It's like expecting answer, expecting a different, what was expecting a different answer when you're asking the same question or some shit like that? Or expecting different results from the same behavior or same experiment, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. his, His technical quote is something like that, but it was always the definition of insanity is... Uh, doing the same thing and expecting different results. So yes, there you go. That's exactly <laughs> what it is for how how many insane people there are out there. But but like we're all part of that, aren't we? It, even if we, even if we think we're standing outside of it, and you and I right now having a conversation about a, an objective observation, looking at them, be like, yeah, fuck, they're fucking stupid and this and that. How much of it are we stuck in that we're not even aware of? And then like ten years yeah. from now, we're gonna look back and be like. At that moment that I was talking all that shit, I was doing exactly this other thing that was the same shit. Now, the thing is, I think you and I could probably safely say we'd be open to accepting that and being like, okay, I'll take responsibility for um, the fact that I was a little bit more ignorant about a subject only because I hadn't had the experience or done the research to the degree I should have. But there are some people, (laughs) a lot of voting public out there who, even when in the face of that proof will still stand there and be like, well, whatever, (laughs) I'm allowed to be wrong, even if I still consider myself right. And that's the thing that I feel like, I mean, I guess I had to always be there. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Maybe I was, I was blissfully ignorant because I had my head in movies all the time, but it's that is that the dunning kruger effect where you're just kind of like by your own because of your own belief you is why you believe the things you do like it's or is something i guess i could look it up we could look that up i guess with this new what was it I called new system man <laughs> the dun dunning kruger effect or the dun kruger effect i don't know which one it is but it's the it's supposed to be what explains the sort of um I think it's there we go, Dunn Kruger effect. Or Dunning Kruger effect. Ah. The one that's the Wikipedia. Uh, in the field of psychology, Dunn Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people assess their cognitive ability as greater than it Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Of course we all think we're fucking yeah. better than we I are. I've never anything. studied this, but I know more than that astrophysicist just because I read this post on my friend's Facebook page. Yeah, that's uh, the problem with subjectivity. That's uh, something that we inherently uh, can't seem to solve. Now, that divides people into two groups. This 
thing right here. It divides people into the <laughs> intuitives and into the, I guess, observance, you could say. And there are, mm-hmm. so the intuitives can collect external information and be aware that, you know, maybe I don't have all the answers, but the observant individual can only rely on information they have personally witnessed. So you could be like, you know, this thing is true. And they're like, no fucking way. I never saw it happen. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? I saw it happen. Yeah, but I didn't see it happen. (laughs) It's like, it doesn't matter if you saw it or not. Truth is truth, whether you believe it or not. Exactly. But you get my point like that. Those people are completely like uh, it didn't happen in their reality. Thus, it can't be real. Yeah. And then they're the same ones that have latched on to. Uh, in this political climate saying things like, oh, you just it doesn't match your narrative. I'm like, no, 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 that's you. You're the one with a narrative. I'm just following reality. I'm going along day to day here. I'm watching it unfold with my eyes. <laughs> but that's the craziest. Oh, God, uh, it gets so abstract if we chase it long enough, because then we have to deal with like, OK, at least you saw it. I'm being intuitive and thinking, you know, reality works this way. Even if you didn't witness it, it, you know, this is objective reality. But also, how the fuck do I know? Yeah. I mean, this is why we're back at questioning whether the Earth is flat or not. (laughs) You know what I mean? People have gone, well, I didn't see that. So how do I know? Which I think is fun to sit and bathe in that a little while. But it's sort of like it does come down to... How do you decide what you believe? <laughs> you okay, know, look, where look, do you look. Draw the line on. I, I've actually faith. recently related to not specifically that, but something similar, which is about the shape of the universe, right? Mm. Scientists think the universe is flat, and I immediately land on you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're so goddamn stupid. I don't know how you became a scientist to fucking start with. Look at your universe. And like, how, how can I get that job? Because if I all have to do is sit around and say stupid shit all day, I'd love to collect a paycheck for that. Like, hundred percent. And dude, they'll make entire complex mathematical computations. And all you have to do is ask, yes, but what about the outside borders? And they're like, it would probably, but it's not. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just telling me that the universe is so giant that we don't see the curvature, but it's there if we could back up far enough. But because you right. don't see it, it's just like, you're a fucking scientist, bro. You should be <laughs> able to piece what you're not seeing together. Oh, dude, do you see that one picture? I, I don't want to. I don't want to pull you too far off your your uh, train of thought. But bottom screen, lower left quadrant, the one that has all the darkness on, and stars on one side, and the water and the sun on the other. That's the firmament. <laughs> I love this theory. This is what biblical theory is: that the sun uh, or that the space around us is really just the um, we're on the inside of this like glass. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, that that basically God created a uh, a snow globe. Yeah, and that we're, we're, like, our our atmosphere and the universe and all that stuff is, like, the bubble between us and where, but, you know, what I always, as, as far as the shape goes, and when asking about the borders, I always say, well, what does the universe exist within? Like, doesn't, doesn't, I mean, if we're on a planet and that planet is, is housed within a universe, doesn't that universe have to be housed <laughs> within something? And then doesn't that something have to be housed within something? Like, like 
What are the parameters? What are the borders to existence? What are the borders to reality? Is Here's, that an, even a possibility to? Uh, I'll, I'll paint a couple discern. of different pictures and we'll see where we land, right? So, so let's say yeah. the universe is in fact round because what the fuck are the odds? It's not right. So we got round atoms. We got cells that mm-hmm. are round. We get bigger. We have uh, planets that are round. We get bigger. We have uh, uh, round galaxies. Even if we see the disk shape in reality, there is a round shape. They're just constant concentrated yeah. on the disc shape then we back up further we have you know a, a observable universe that is round i'm thinking the actual physicality of the universe itself regardless of how infinitely big it might be is round now i would argue if you get big enough if you keep backing up somehow you just end up back at the atom hmm so it's like a giant Russian doll situation that will end at the beginning. Yes, so that you're always inside of it, but you're always on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'll follow you there. I get you. But it's still, it's almost like, it seems to me almost as if there's no possible real answer. At least, I, always, I feel like we've probably come to this point in conversations before, but it's if there is an answer, our minds are not equipped to really uh, interpret and understand it. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. The, the reason we have to have a thing called infinity as a symbol to represent the concept of never-ending time is because we can't see never-ending time. We see the lines to go back to the lightning we see lines <laughs> and maybe those lines maybe that's like you know i'm always saying if like you know uh, i think at one point we talked about the world being a giant um holographic uh, representation almost like the matrix but um uh, uh, a tactile hologram that we're interacting with um and what if like you know i always wonder well where's all the space that of the memory that you know what's what's housing that and what if the lightning is just us happening to see like it's the air you know even the air the molecules of air is what's housing the memory of existence of reality and so every once in a while like during a storm is when those pieces are being accessed or being you know searched through or whatever um by whatever (laughs) by whatever the things that are bigger look i i completely agree on different scales entirely and i think what you're saying makes a lot of sense but we have to go into such a complex combination of sort of uh our understanding of biology and physics and metaphysics to say actually even neurology because we got to think about what 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 do we see neurons firing be like it's like lightning firing around our heads right so we back far enough and we can assume okay for neurons to be firing that way we would essentially need them to roughly be the size of atoms and uh we have lightning coursing through clouds in the skies of this ball that we're surrounding by so could we assume that the earth is a brain to something the way we individually have brains mm. and oh my god i love that <laughs> that's awesome sorry keep going well no that's kind of it that at every scale we'd have to assume that it's just something else like if we went small enough and we took like a like a cell that cell yeah. doesn't think it makes us it just oh, lives right. its life it goes about yeah. and probably has friends and family and others like it and things it doesn't <laughs> like so much and that's totally fine it exists in this sort of environment with an entire ecosystem self-contained within our bodies then we 
kind yeah. of back out of that and we're us people made up of those things but isn't the planet just something made of a bunch of different creatures making up an ecosystem with the literal earth being its skin and us being creatures like the creatures that live inside of us but then isn't yeah. that planet just that same shit in a star system Right, right. And and like that star system could be inside a cell inside some giant thing's body in another dimension that we, you know what I mean? Like we could be on the inside or on the surface of a, a cilia inside the intestines of some creature that is so uh, beyond our capacity to even uh, visualize, you yes. know, like Godzilla. <laughs> We're living inside Godzilla, but Godzilla to a much bigger degree. Um, that's kind of it's it's it also means that when that thing dies is that when our universe has its heat death you know what i mean like what does that actually mean i mean what what are the um what are the and it was funny because this is what the conversation between my girlfriend son and i was about was like what is it gonna feel like when the world ends you know if it if it goes like let's say it goes supernova whatever you know our star experiences its heat death and uh we just kind of like vaporize out of existence he's like oh it's like it'll happen so fast we won't even feel it i'm like see that freaks me out though because why do we all have like what happens to all this data all this information that is on all of our brains and and, and is just floating around in the air you know like that'll all just go wiped out of existence like what was the point of it even existing in the first place if that's going to happen you know what i mean it's sort of I was not satisfied with the answer. I don't know what answer would satisfy me, though. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't know what's what the what the right thing to hear would have been, but you know, it's so complicated. Like, yeah, it's it it's what you said. It's impossible to sort of visualize the complexity that's going on, whether it be something like the heat death. What does that mean? The universe flattens out, but then, like, are we perceiving beyond that happening? Are we continuous beyond that happening? Is there a transcendent state that we go into? Does that then mean spirit? You know, like, oh. where the fuck do we land? Is If the universe dies, does, by definition, uh, perception end? Yeah, because there's nothing to house the things that are... So, well, I mean... Is perception only being done by us? That's the other thing. Like, well, what else is out there perceiving? And is the information ever collating? We only get our side of it for what we know. You know, I mean, I think this is where, you know, people who have visions or people who are psychic or whatever, it really, like, I love that stuff because I love the idea that, like, that's just a change in the a code, man. It's like their, their, their uh, makeup was designed slightly differently than ours. But, um, they're able to perceive something about the system we're in differently than the rest of us. I wish we all had it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm very insanely jealous of people who have uh, extra senses or extra abilities. I keep waiting for my mutant power to manifest. Here's here's what I'll here's what I argue about that. It could be completely possible that all of us have special abilities that we don't even know we have because they might be so vastly different from one another's and as humans a lot of the things we know we had to be taught. So we'd have to come across right. somebody who had something similar, realize they had that similar thing, then got us to try the same thing in order for us to even come up with ever considering using it. A good example yeah. of that would be like Alan Watts, right? Alan Watts 
mm. would learn to speak of things that you like how the fuck did you learn to articulate that that should not be possible just how you're thinking is supernatural but then he can teach that and certain people can catch what he's talking about yeah oh my god look at this click that down here look at these plants <laughs> that's rocks what the fuck are we looking at those are cactuses cacti pollen oh fuck what and then that just looks like powder on the car when you go out in the springtime. Yep. <laughs> the green powder that's all over the place. Yep, yep. If everything it was, looks... It was War of the Worlds. It's the terraforming dust. They're changing our planet. Yeah, it's like, look at all this shit. All, all things look the same at all scales. It's fucking nuts. It is crazy. Yeah. Like, those could easily have been asteroids or planets or stars. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? What the fuck is this? And that's Click where... That pink one. The whole, you telling me that happened accidentally, you know what I mean? Everything accidentally came out in the same fucking shape. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. Yeah, like, what are the odds, you know? Why would the fuck would something evolve on a different planet and look exactly like us? Because, again, we do see consistency across nature. Everything is round, mm -hmm. everything is fractalized, everything is this, everything Patterns. is that. But also, like everything is different. Them. Yes, it's all this. It's weird, Maybe. but polarity is like a real thing. Everything comes in twos. Everything is different, mm -hmm. and it's all the same at the same time. It's wild, man, and like it's too much for that to just be an accident. Because if that's the case, why did the accident stop happening? You know, why has nothing else walked out of the ocean and evolved to be like, all right, we are Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're you, but we're just going to decide that we can jump further and it's going to look like flying. Um, Cause I mean, I've always hated that part of the story of like, Oh yeah, we were just, single-celled organisms that crawled out of the water and started to breathe i'm like you can't just decide like that'd be like me walking into space and deciding i'm okay not needing oxygen you can't just like how does that happen you can't just as a as a thing decide that the rules don't apply to you man anymore. i was just talking about this today with the craziest part of that being like out of all the few answers we have in the universe and there's uh, there's answers that are just like elusive as shit like what the hell is consciousness or what the fuck was before the big bang or all this other bull like what's the transcendent state oh they're alternate universes but one of the fucking questions we have no goddamn answer for is first there was matter that was not alive and regardless of whether it was single-celled and walked out of the fucking water, multicellular, and then who the fuck cares? How was it alive? What, yeah. for what, what happened in the middle of not alive and then alive that made it so? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it shouldn't just be that is the answer. Oh, yeah, just then it decided. No. I remember even in, in bio in high school and college when they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's um, – uh, natural selection and uh, all the giraffes that had the longer necks, you know, they just they started living because the the food was too high up and the shorter necks died off. And and I'm like, yeah, but just because you have a long neck and you know that you couldn't reach the leaves, it's not like you're telling your sperm and the females ovum like, hey, try to make the neck longer, try to make that happen because seriously, this shit's on higher and higher every year. We're not gonna. You know, we're not going to be able to do this for much longer. <laughs> like, I just can't. I. It's like the way I mean, and maybe it's just the way that we were taught. Maybe education didn't know how to talk about it and they used poor terminology. And it's people like us going like, OK, the words you're using make this sound stupid. Can you make it make more sense to us? Because <laughs> otherwise you're saying it's as if 
the one giraffe on its way out or right before he fucked his mate was like, so here's the deal. Think long, think long, think long neck. We're going to tell the cells what needs to happen. And then the next generation will just pick that up and run with it. I was like, you guys got to do a little bit better about explaining how that works. And I don't feel like they ever were able to. And there's Other so than just by selective breeding and stuff. Know, you know, for sure. Uh, survival it, of the fittest. That comes down to the whole idea that w- what if our individual cells contain not just the memory of code, but the memory of memory. Like anything you actually remember mm-hmm. gets encoded into your DNA and that maybe there's a way to retrieve memories of the past through somebody's DNA. They say that there are, I mean, at least I don't know what they say. I'm actually quoting sci-fi movies, so I have no idea if it's really <laughs> real, but there are supposedly flatworms that they've done those kinds of experiments with where they like make them run a maze. They learn the maze. You grind them up and feed them to another batch of worms. And that worm knows how to do the maze on his first try. And I'm like, all right, yes. I haven't seen this with my own eyes, but I just, I that's it, not a uh, sci-fi movie. That's a real story. Like, I'd love to see this happen. No, that's a real story. I've totally, uh, I read about that. Actually, I, fuck that. I didn't even read about that. I was listening to a science podcast that was reporting on <laughs> that very exact same thing. It must have been like, I think it was uh, Bill Nye. They, they were talking about the worm that was ground up, given to other worms, and then that those worms retained uh, similar abilities to run exactly that, a maze. But then you, the you talk try, about right? mazes, like, and, and I got a, a constant maze relative to you, Dave, in my mind that is always there. And I've actually wanted to ask you this question for a long time. What do you okay, think cool. the red pill in the Matrix is really doing? Oh, so like that's the one that you take that like uh, like breaks you out, right? Like you take the red pill and then they're supposedly able to find where you are in the giant battery towers. Um, what he tells Neo is that it's a trace program that they run to be able to find your point of origin of your signal. Um, but, you know, from what we visually see happening, it's like it's physically divorcing your uh concept of your existence from the world it's been nestled in all this time right because like doesn't it give you like it, it kind of was like a silver like he touched the mirror and all of a sudden silver was like spreading across him but then look <laughs> what what i the reason i ask this is i've been giving this a lot like i haven't talked to you in a while i've been i've been waiting for this and thankfully uh, i remembered about this but i feel like i failed <laughs> i i 100 percent have been like working this in my mind and i am so convinced you can't have a pill or a program built inside of the program that removes you from the program because it's still part Ooh. of the program yeah so, well, is that is that a uh, metaphor for choice? You know, like it's like a look, a token. It's almost like you know the scene in uh, the scene, <laughs> the scene in, in the original Total Recall when he's like, "Take that pill. It's a symbol that your mind is ready to wake up from the dream." And I'm like, "Oh, they're trying to get him to poison himself." But I kind of would see it being that way. But let's see the red pill and blue pill. Popular meme representing a choice between taking a red pill that reveals an unpleasant knowledge and the cruel truths of everyday life and taking the blue pill to remain in ignorance. And that's why a lot of our sleeping pills these days are blue. That's some shit. But no, think <laughs> let's, let's play with this real quick. Think about this. I would argue that whatever they wake up to when they take the red pill, right? I would say that that's like a different server 
not the outside Ooh. of the matrix. Because it's still on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, it's still... Not even on the planet. It's still part of the program. You took the pill inside of the program. Why oh, would that shit. affect you outside of the program? This would then explain how Neo was able to take out the robots in that reality. Because it didn't matter. Same way that Whatever's... Yeah, it didn't. 100%. Even his powers and everything are told, whether it be inside the, quote, Matrix or outside, quote, outside <laughs> of the Matrix, no matter what, there's a bigger system that's running both of those different simulations, and they're both simulations. Oh, my God. So that's what the next Matrix is probably going to be about, right? Because they're working on a Matrix 4 right now. Yep. Like, what the machines exist inside of is actually another Matrix. It's like Inception, too. The dream within the dream within the dream. Yeah, because I'm I'm very convinced that uh, there's no way he exited. I, I believe the point is to land that they can still keep you in whatever tame state you're in by making you think you got out. Oh, they're waking up. This smaller server where we house the people yeah. who think they got out, we just put them there and then they... They it's really just a different level of the matrix, man. Yes. It's, it's really just like each layer, you know, because that was one of the things I remember. There's a podcast I listened to when they were like, you know what? What does space look like inside this matrix? Do they have other planets? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh, what yeah, the fuck is going anything? on that everything they're moving around is like this fucking giant tunnel of machines? Yeah, well, we were didn't, you know, I was never really thrilled with how they presented the, the quote unquote, the real world. And like, even like, what does it mean when I say we're the ones who scorched the sky? And it's like, I know the Animatrix came out and they showed, uh, they showed something. It was supposed to like the planes basically chemtrailing the sky to turn it all dark and not allow the robots have access to the sun, which was its main power source at the time. And which made them turn to us and turn us into batteries. Oh, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss is coming back. So I guess that's going to be a flashback. Or the, if if we're, we're going with your theory that this was the reality was just another uh, server of the Matrix, she can just be reconstituted. I'm sure that you're just like, oh, yeah, we just made a new one. Or she's a representation of her based on the downloaded algorithms of her brain that are still floating around in the Oracle. Because <laughs> everybody got absorbed, right? Like, didn't everyone get absorbed by Smith and, like, the Oracle was part of that? So she had, you know, a little bit of Smith in her <laughs> at the end, just the way that Smith had a little bit of Neo in him at the end of the first movie. And that's why he was able to absorb everybody. That's I, that's so fucking God, damn. that's just <laughs> I hated those movies so badly. The second and third movie I was so disappointed in. And then since I've seen these uh, videos on YouTube that, you know, video essays that we're going to be getting into with the Hollow Knight Network very shortly because it's just too much fun to go down the rabbit hole on like a uh, a supposition about a movie or a series of movies and to present it almost the way you would have a, a term paper in college. And um, I've seen these like in-depth kind of like breakdowns of not only uh, the second and third movie, but even the first movie that almost have made me think about like, wow, you know, if I sit back and get over the initial disappointment because it wasn't what I was expecting, these movies actually are pretty cool. I think I need to rewatch them to find out. If I'm Here's right what not. I will say sometimes... about this. I would argue that the first movie is actually the bad one, but for completely different reasons than you might think. 
Now, the okay. first movie... <laughs> I'm down for this. The first Continue. movie was designed <laughs> to catch the attention of people who are usually allured by the nature of sci-fi things and action. That movie was painted under that light. It offered a little bit of philosophy, but I would say that the first movie was just to catch the attention and commit people to it, while the second and third movie truly develop the philosophy that they're trying to tell in the narrative, the true complexity of what even is reality, but they tone down the action and all this other sci-fi things leaning harder into the philosophy because the intention was always to tell the narrative. So they sacrificed the action and focused on the story, but not even the story of inter-character connection, but rather what that means within a reality that might not even yeah. be real. So I would argue the better movies are focused on the philosophy, while the other ones were... They're good through nostalgic reasoning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I kind of want to rewatch the second one just to watch the architect's speech because I know when that movie came out, I mentally was not mature enough <laughs> for that, that kind of an information download. You know what I mean? It was just like, whoa, 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 wait, what are you saying? And you're using big words, dude. What's going on here? And now I'm like, how was I even allowed to watch movies if I couldn't understand that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, dude. Oh, yeah, man. The Animatrix. I actually really liked the second Renaissance parts one and two. I thought that was actually a really I wanted that to be what the third movie was. You know what I mean? I guess at the time, though, an animated film did make the most sense for how they wanted to present that story. But um, I I completely yeah. love the way they did that, where they went through many, many different perspectives, kind of showing us the entire they uh, what is it called? The uh, World War Z, the crap out of that, that they just kind of oh, jumped. To different points yeah, and the um, well, the battle between <laughs> the the great world battle, the final stand of man. And then um, when the robot comes to the you know, the U.N. and demands that, like, you know, <laughs> we enslave ourselves. <laughs> It is, man. Like, what if that was happening right now? Would we know? Like, if, if right now we were, like, really inside the Matrix, we would need to see a glitch. And even if we saw the glitch, we'd think at that point, I'm fucking going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd just chalk it up to, like, oh, that must be, uh, I had something in my eye. You know, I loved, that was one of the things I loved about that first movie when they saw the black cat and then they see another black cat and he's like, oh, deja vu. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened? Tells everything. They're like deja vu usually is a sign that they just changed something in the matrix. It's a glitch. And it's like, wait, what? So what other things that have humans seen that they've walked, you know, walked around and tried to tell friends about and they just are looked at like they're <laughs> like an alien. And uh, and it was really, you know, you were just seeing a glitch in the matrix. There was no way to explain. In fact, there's one of the animated sequences isn't one of the animated parts of the animatrix these kids who are playing in like a building where all the laws of physics are working yes, all wonky because that. like they're like floating that the info got corrupted and the matrix is trying to recorrect itself and it was uh and it was like these kids just happened to find it before the system did which is interesting too the fact that this system is so big that things could be happening inside of it that it is not aware of that's like a <laughs> that's a conundrum and a half right that there. goes to show the level of complexity because let, let's think of how truly magnificent the system would have to be right we couldn't yeah. build a computer big enough to replicate the complexity happening inside of a human mind 
impossible. To this day, that shit will require several quantum computers, and maybe even then we could not. This mm. matrix has the capacity to do that for billions simultaneously. Yeah. On top of also simulating the world they exist in at the same exact time and keeping it consistent throughout everybody's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, this would crash every video game server for Worlds of Warcraft. 100%. What's that's so crazy. That's the closest that's the closest thing they've done. <laughs> like, Worlds of Warcraft. Yeah, we're kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> people could go in here if they would. They, people would go into us if they could if we were a Matrix. I actually think the Matrix is a good argument for why uh, aliens don't visit though. I think sure. that uh, they may have already they already came. We've, we've been in a computer simulation that they've been running for thousands of years. No, not even. And I would say that it's possible that if we ourselves are we explore both facets, right? But we're actually more focusing on at home technology than going into space. People complain about this all the time. You know, we focus on so much technological advancement, but none towards astronomy. Very little. I think maybe. That would also happen, not just us, but like there has to be infinite number of variations. So maybe some intelligent life did evolve, but they just, why would I go into hostile space and get murdered by the universe that's just trying to kill everything in it when I could just make technology that simulates the universe and study it that way and I could just do it from my planet and never have to go anywhere. And that's a total possibility. Yeah. Maybe this hyper-advanced civilization never even left its planet. It just focused on studying the world, the universe from its own. Oh, my God, dude. It's like, um, you ever see that movie, The 13th Floor? The thir it sounds familiar. It's like a 90s movie. It was just before The Matrix, but it was kind of like, it's the whole gist of it is these scientists have discovered, they've created like a virtual reality that you go into and you experience it and it's it's the equivalent of plugging into the matrix and uh they've created this thing they're about to like go global with it or whatever and then a murder mystery happens and that's like so like we discover a lot of this stuff through uh the narrative of a murder mystery but it turns out i'm gonna spoil it for everybody you should still watch it anyway at this point i consider statute of limitations like 10 years like if you didn't see that movie in the decade it came out in you're probably going to hate it anyway. It's been really hard on me lately trying to show uh, new generation people older movies from a time before the uh, internet <laughs> and the time before the world we live in now, the pre-9-11 world. People kind of have a hard time believing existed. But the idea was the people who just created this virtual reality find out that they themselves are already people in a virtual reality that the next level up had already created so it's kind of like it's like the people watching them were like holy shit they just replicated what we did inside our own program you know and i love the implication of that it's just a poorly executed 90 movie who who directed it do we see that at the top there what here's uh, uh uh something interesting based on what you're saying i saw a actually a philosophy video talking about the implications of making such complicated technology and it was running a thought experiment of a guy who's simulating um the universe inside of his computer mm -hmm. and he walks up to his computer and he there's a version of him in that reality 
And so yeah. he's oh, watching wow. the him in that reality, and he decides to show his friend. His friend is in the room with him, and he's like, look, that reality is simulating everything that we're doing on our end because it's simulating it to scale. And mm-hmm. so his friend then mentions something interesting to him. He tells him, why don't you, because that reality crashed the system, you know, crash it. You're, it's a real reality simulating this reality. Just make something happen impossible in there and see how they react. So then he programs a floating box into that reality, standing right next to the version of him and his friend that are also in that reality, allegedly doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. When he looks to the side, in actual reality, there's a floating box next to him. Oh, crap. What movie is this? Is this Existence? <laughs> I don't... It was just a, a philosophical video that was being... Uh, I found it on YouTube. And it was That's discussing dope, that. I love that. That's nuts, I love right? This stuff. <laughs> That's a fucking mind fucking a half. Because I don't know how I would react if I was actually shown proof that, like, I've been living in a simulator this whole time and I'm just, like, uh, an NPC that maybe sometimes the person watching takes control of. I think of that. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know what I was thinking or why I did this. Or even though I knew it was a bad choice, I still made it. It's like, maybe it wasn't you, dude. Maybe that was the day that he picked you out of the whole crowd of Sims, clicked on your character, and now they were running the show. Only you still think it's you because it's a video game, <laughs> but it's really them making the decisions. And then they bounce out again, and you're left with the repercussions. Do you think you would care? I don't know, but it would suddenly make me feel really bad about all the random people on the street that I used to shoot with the sniper rifle in Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? Before we were in a time where probably me even mentioning gun violence might even get this thing flagged now. I don't know how many different channels you put this out on or if you're going to put it out on a monetized YouTube channel, you'll probably get demonetized. That's what I hear has been happening. Um, But yeah, man, it's like one of those things where – it was okay to talk about this and say, yeah, there's a game where I just shoot people randomly on the street for the hell of it because I had a bad day or whatever. And uh, if it turned out that we were actually living out an existence like that, and that at some point my life could randomly be taken because some other entity had a bad day and wanted to um, take out their frustration on a virtual non-existent, <laughs> not real person. And that person turned out to be me. I'd be probably suddenly very regretful over every rando I've killed in a video game that didn't need to die. But would it matter at that point? Because you got to think of it from the point of view of if you're not the real you, then even you killing people <laughs> in the video game might not have been your choice. It's like, True. um, uh, there's a game called Animal Crossing, right? You, you heard about, about that mm-hmm. game before? Okay. So in that game, you can have a video game console and you can play old school retro Nintendo games. So you're, mm-hmm. you're playing Donkey Kong in that game and you're Mario, you know, playing the old school Mario game. Are, yeah. are you the player who's playing Mario or is that player playing Mario and you're watching him play Mario as oh. you play the player? Wow, man! Holy crap! This—it's like it's like a—it's like a snake eating its own tail. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, exactly. Like ultimately, if you're gonna make a distinction between you and your character killing people in a video game, then you also have to make the distinction between the person controlling you 
But if you're worried that person controlling you is influencing you, then you also have to apply that logic to your character in the video game that you're controlling. Uh, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. Well, that's why, like, I think, like, a lot of these games have these morality clocks. Like, you know, you think about the Fallout games or any of the games where, like, your person has a reputation of being good or evil based on your um, actions kind of in some ways becomes, at least, you know, I thought in times they could become or be used as a reflection of you. And, you know, so at times I would be like, all right, well, I'm just going to kill random people and I don't care if my person's evil. And then I'm like, yeah, but what if someone came and turned on my PlayStation and started to, like, dude, you're evil. Are you serious? You're just randomly killing the innocent. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a fucking video game, dude. Who cares? Well, what if that was just a reflection of a darker side of your mind that you don't usually let out? It's called not even it's for a reason. not even think about let's so so let's think about how complicated this really is right so you have a character in that world <laughs> let's say you start dating somebody in that game and that per, now you might get completely invested and it's just a video game you know you you save it and walk away and go have a date with your real girlfriend or whatever but then you come back and you play the game and there's this chick you're dating in the game now you go ahead mm. and you got to tell her like what if she's she's talking to you and you got dialogue options maybe it's a game advanced enough for you to compose dialogue options could there be right. a way that you could explain to her that you're in a higher reality and that your 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 relationship with your girlfriend in that reality is real while your relationship with her is just a a temporary entertainment based yes. non-binding not only that sometimes your, your girlfriend joke. plays your character so you have to explain to her that sometimes when i behave differently it's literally that a different like godlike creature to you is out here controlling this normal man you see <laughs> that's so awesome dude can you just imagine how that conversation would go <laughs> you're just like yeah okay but like how yeah. like it would be so complicated because you wouldn't be like if i told you right now like dude in a higher reality really there's like six people who live in this higher dimensional home i'm in and i get randomly controlled by one of them so i might be very philosophical one day but i'm a total nerd the other for like yeah or something you know and it's really dependent on which one is controlled me but you might you see me and you know me but it's also that day that i was off it wasn't the same person controlling me and i'm still me yeah. but different me i guess yeah man and where is there the master lens that you can look through to see i mean that was the other thing that was interesting when you said you know if you're if you're separating yourself from the you that's in the game but what if there is no true version of yourself what if there is only this npc quote-unquote npc character in the game and that's you and that your your whole existence is to be on standby for when one of the six people in that higher dimension house pick up the controller um but in the interim you still have other stuff going on you know it's like if you do you know what if there is no interim what if there are no moments because like, you know, I was just playing a video game earlier today before I cooked dinner where I'm building a Jurassic Park. It's this thing called Jurassic Park Evolution. It's a lot of fun. I'm playing it on PS4. Maybe I'll do a podcast about it, kind of uh, updating everybody on how much money my parks are making. But I remember like I made something start happening. Like I sent an expedition team to go and look for fossils so that we could, you know, mine more amber or whatever the hell. And I, they were in progress doing that, and I saved the game. Now, the next time I pick up the game and I 
continue that file, they still will not have finished that dig and moved on to the next one. They're going to pick up right in that in progress moment where I left and they're going to keep going from there. So what if that's what it's like for us? Like we don't ever have those lapses. We don't ever have the yes. gaps in time. And, and when they just don't come back to a game, we're frozen in that moment forever. That's where our universe heat death. Yeah, but we wouldn't even know. We fired it up again. Yeah, we wouldn't even know. It, that, it totally – think about it. You – you're hanging out, you're, you're fucking, you stole a car, drove it into a bank, robbed the bank, parked it. Oh, crap, I got a cook. You paused the game, you went to cook. So that universe totally froze while you, the god who's playing, is fucking cooking in your real reality. You were just hungry. Now you go ahead, finish eating, yeah. you jump back in. In your time, maybe an hour went by. In that time, nothing went by. But also you could yep. flip that the other way and say... Maybe you fucked up and you reload. You know the future now to that universe. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love this. Yes, absolutely. Holy crap. And here's the other thing for the many worlds theory out there. There are other people who bought copies of the same game who are yes. playing it and are literally using the same starting parameters and they could have a completely they could have a completely the same or a completely different experience. Yep. yep and yep. their save file is another version of that universe. And then there's uh, you know, there's downloadable content. If I don't ever download that, my universe is incomplete. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, your universe is of a different size than the other universe that's almost identical. Which is, yeah, even though it's this from the same starting point. Isn't that fucking crazy? Life so life. we're looking at different games, which are essentially, or the same game in different homes, which are essentially parallel universes. But then we're looking yeah. at different individuals owning the game. So there's different gods playing the same people. And there's yes. they're making different decisions for those people. They are essentially the same person, but also different gods. And that's just yeah. both true statements at the same time happening. Not only that, you could have your girlfriend in the GTA world and you're dating her and you take her on dates and you go to the movies and whatever. And then you're like, I want to play a different game. So you stop that game and you go and you jump into another, you yourself, not even a different person, you jump into a whole other reality where none of that is even happening maybe it's a million years maybe you're playing no man's sky you're a million years in the future now and you're just exploring space and you're a space traveler mm -hmm. shooting space pirates and have a giant freighter and that's still you and you can come back to this reality and then tell your girlfriend yeah i was in another universe fight could what, what the f you're just crazy now yeah and then in certain universes, like in the GTA universe, like where there is like an apartment where you can sit down and play a video game at a console. That's like the universe within the universe within the universe. Yep. yep. Like 15 layers down in the inception now, man. That's some real fucked shit. It's literally like you could put your Sims to play a video game. And that Sims yeah. is just a reflection of you. Now, here's what's interesting about that. In GTA... Your character is controlled by you as far as we know. We don't see it on the off time because we're not there for it. But in Sims, they're programmed to sort of do whatever if you're right. not directly taking control. Could we say that they have a higher level of sentience, kind of like a GTA person walking around? Ooh, and so just because we don't see the rest of that GTA person's uh, routine doesn't mean they, they don't have an entire 
you know, mapped out. Oh my god! In how you that. worded that, you just made me think of um the the one with the hacker. What the hell is that called? The, it's like a ripoff GTA set, maybe thirty years in the future, the where Watch the guy Dogs. Watch Dogs, the newest Watch Dogs. <laughs> everybody has an entire each individual character has infinite routines that they'll run through, and you could literally follow them and see them go to dinner and drive their car, go home and sleep. They got normal life cycles. What the fuck is happening in that game? Is that like, did yeah. we get it there yeah. already? Which then, wouldn't that make it impossible for somebody to write like a walkthrough of this game? Because then it's like, they'd be like, okay, well, when I did it, this is what happened. So hopefully this will be the same shit when you do it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't tell though, because it's going to be an AI and it might make some different calls. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. Because I know that there would be like the scripted main story, right? No matter what, that's going to hit the same notes. But then all the other characters yeah. don't. Now, let's apply that to our own lives. Are there people who are scripted into the universe while others are just running around moving freely? Like, are some of us not really even real while others are, but we all exist equally? <laughs> we all have equal weight. We all have a soul. <laughs> There's something that makes us, we have an each a unique identifier, either a frequency or a harmonic or something. But, um... Yeah, man. I, I love it, dude. We, we're all just NPCs in real life. Oh, man. But See, it could be like, wouldn't that I be like something? Thought, there's already a Reddit on it. For real. That's the miracle of Reddit. There's not. We, that's it's the most humbling experience <laughs> to be like, wow, I thought of something genius. And then they're like, they broke it down beyond like points you could have imagined. Yeah. But, oh, but I'm God, very convinced that, that uh, if. Because that blows my mind. That Watch Dogs, as a perfect example, has a storyline. A for sure storyline. But you could also wander the world and NPCs are just going to do random shit based on what you've done. And they're going to explore the world just in reaction to the world. Yeah. What are the odds that's happening here? And how do we even identify somebody like that? Because like, our character in the world just thinks it's the world. Even yeah, if we, yeah. the person playing, are aware, yeah, this is storyline part, so I know this is planned while that stuff isn't. Our characters don't fucking know that. Yeah, man. Dude. It's crazy. We keep stumbling into these things where I'm just like, yo, I, I, I <laughs> it's fun, but if we're right, I may have just scared myself. <laughs> I, I, but I don't even know why to be scared. Like, what could we even do about it? Yeah, that's the thing. So you got to say the serenity prayer. You just be like, yeah, all right, man. At least I know. At least I know this truth about the universe. Well, the philosophy I've been no. telling myself of calm, the philosophy of calmness goes like this. Are you worried? If no, then okay, great. Are you worried? Yes. Okay. Can you do something about it? No. Okay, then don't worry. Are you worried? Yes. Can you do something about it? Yes. Okay, then don't worry. The end. There you go. I hope everybody was drawing that out at home. We yeah. can create an animated video to go with that. <laughs> yeah, because there uh, will never question. be anything to worry about. It's impossible. If you have control over things, you have no reason to worry. If you have no control over things, well, you have no reason to worry. And if there's yeah. nothing to worry about, then there's nothing to worry about. So there's never really a reason to worry. I like it. Yeah, I've been living I by like that it. lately. <laughs> I still do it. I still worry, but 
I feel like I'm wearing a little bit less these days, so maybe some of that is starting to starting to ring true for me. I mean, we eventually get there, right? You see enough crazy shit happen in the world, and you're like, nah, that that's that moment that I broke and stopped giving a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and here I am to yeah. tell you all about it. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully you can use my experience to have a slightly one step closer to a better life. If there is even Followed such a thing. Followed eight-part series. <laughs> yeah, man. Sell that uh, for help book. You sell, what is it? You got to make a website and you charge people for the different steps. You can you can buy different levels. You buy the first one and then you get to, the first one is just like a couple of paragraphs. The second one is the video. But the video is just reiterating what was on the paragraphs, paragraphs. but you got paid twice already (laughs) the third one i'll chat with you personally but in reality you're just gonna tell them through a live chat what the paragraphs and the video said then the fourth step or level to the system is you know i'm gonna give you personal classes not just a chat but the classes are exactly what was in the paragraphs that was in the video that you told them through chat, you just show up in person and tell them. And then you're rich. And then if they're still around, then you have a book that you had ghostwritten while you were doing steps one, two, and three. Yes, you were actually (laughs) writing it based on the bullshit that you were spitting, that you were figuring out as you were going, (laughs) pretending you already had a formula. And then you sold I like that. it. Well, I mean, there's already been proven success with this model, so I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for moving in this direction. I mean, the, oh, it's it's, uh, the self-help community is just ridiculous. It'll be about the dumbest fucking shit, you know? Yeah. I just die watching it. It'll be something like, how to say no. It's like, maybe you just fucking say no. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard, man. Some people can't. They're afraid to say no. So what do you, what what could you possibly tell them in a book to change their mind? I don't know. It's that they feel that I don't know. I think a book feels the most legitimate. Like it's hard to write a book. It's easy to build a website apparently, but it's hard to write a book. So if you wrote a book, people are like, "Yo, this guy knows his shit." Right? You could know even totally you nothing. Pay somebody to write it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's just it's so no authenticity left. But what the fuck could we even do about it, you know? Like, here's here's what I'll say about that. There might be no authenticity left, but then what are we even basing that off of? Wouldn't this mm-hmm. current state now be the authentic state? Isn't this the natural place we landed at thus the most authentic one, even if we're comparing it to a different moment that we're like, that was authentic, and this is different from that, so it can't be authentic. But did we get here naturally? Well, especially if it was mirrored or mimicking, you know what I mean? Like, you know, authenticity, I, it's like beauty, right? It's in the eye of the beholder. But I think unless truth is not a universal, which I don't know, maybe it's not, <laughs> but if it is, then authenticity can be measured if you're being honest. Well, do you think you know anything to be true? Any single thing? Um, I guess, like, even if you think you do, <laughs> I know that I'm alive. Do you? I don't know. Do, yeah, like, <laughs> how far back relative. can you pull it before it breaks down, you know? It's relative to other people agreeing with that uh, theoretical supposition. Um, so if that's the case... That I can't know anything's true without other people to confirm that. 
which then means no, I can't know anything's true, which is a hard thing to. Well, walk here's away I, with. I was like, oh, uh, I really weird enough. I was having this extremely philosophical conversation like three days ago, and it goes like this: If you know any one thing to be true for a fact, then you know everything else there is to ever be known because you have one truthful thing to compare them all to. Thus, you have truth in all facets but unless you have that one single thing to compare it to you have no measurement for anything else in the universe thus nothing else could be known and this entire conversation branched out of asking when you take a grain of sand out of a heap is it still a heap and oh by what do we define heap? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> where we landed. Because let's say the act of taking a grain of sand out doesn't stop it from being a heap, right? But if you had like 50 grains of sand in your hand, would that be a, a lot? Is that still a lot of sand? No, it's very little, but it's not a heap. So it stopped being a heap. So if I took one grain of sand out at a time, it didn't stop being a heap. So how do we know when there's a lot of sand or little sand? But then is a bucket of sand a lot? I need to build a house. Okay. Then it's suddenly a little, but a bucket of sand is a lot. I ate a bucket of sand. Holy shit. You ate so much sand. (laughs) Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't even Mm. fucking claim something as simple as size you know i have a hundred cars wow bro you have so many goddamn cars this city has a hundred cars oh my god there's barely any cars in this city yeah it's like where do we stand i live in the city (laughs) i live in the city yeah everything is relative to everything else then what the fuck isn't relative see that uh... I don't know, man. That's scary because then it eventually starts to go to, is it even possible to have this? You know, is it even possible to to figure this out? You know what I mean? Because no matter where you start from, somebody's like, why are we starting there? Why aren't we starting over here? <laughs> why, yeah, why like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why anything? <laughs> you know I mean? Does anything, yeah, it breaks down too far. It's like, does anything even matter ultimately? Because there's nothing for sure, right? We can't argue any point being real, but then that means nothing is certain. But then, like, I'm clearly witnessing something, but then you could easily pose the question, are you? And then it's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I have to bounce it off of something else's perception to be able to see if it's, if it's real or if I'm dreaming or what, you know? And there's no fucking way to do that, which even means our awareness is relative. It could maybe not even be happening. Dude, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, fucking life is weird like that. Or is it life? That's I don't even know, man. It's whatever. Who cares? Yeah, we're here to do that for you. That's why you listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to bite the bullet so you don't have to. But we're all gonna bite the bullet eventually. Yeah, it just depends on what bullet is. It'll be the heat death of the universe, or it'll be an actual bullet. But will World it? War three. Will it? Man, even when it comes to death, I am so certain <laughs> that perception is so much more complicated than our physical body. I think. Like, where were we before we were born? Although we were somehow present 
all the parts that made us already existed. They didn't like manifest into the universe. We're made out of the shit that was already here. So when we leave, it's equal to that, except more complicated. We we were more simple. We got more complicated. I think we're going to get more complicated and we're just not going to be in this physical thing we are maybe we're more complicated in a transcendent fashion maybe we expand uh but we're gonna learn again like if we were born again we're gonna start from scratch and have to learn our environment our new environment whatever that might look oh, like shit. that's crazy starting from scratch but with knowledge from before maybe maybe from with knowledge from before it's complicated because i look at it like this right so so you're born you compose information you you have to everything is just slushes of color and as you spend more time in these slushes of color you start distinguishing things okay and that's mom and that's a wall and uh oh this is what sound is okay these are different colors those are different shapes okay that's a house that's a car okay math and science but then we cross some threshold where our capacity starts to get limited right and then this is towards the end of our lives where we start doing the opposite and we get things like Alzheimer's and we start fading out. And what happens? Our memories start falling apart and like fizzling out the same way we collected them. And we start to lose the memories and we start to remember, we stop remembering things and we start to lose shapes. Eventually we become, you know, we start losing language and sight and hearing and all these things we built coming in, we kind of give back going out. What happens when the light, when the tunnel, you know, the light in the tunnel gets to yeah. you? Is it like you're born again the second it shuts down? Like, all the information is going and you're, so you're dying, it gets dark, you're horrified. You're like, oh, fuck, what's happening? This is the moment, I feel it coming, you know? I can barely remember my name or who I am and whatever. This is horrifying. I see the light. It's coming. Where am I? Who am I? What's happening? Born. And now you're on the other side and you're just this new creature who was born to a new parent and you got to remember, learn all these colors and shapes and all this bullshit again. And it's like, maybe we don't stop perceiving. We just stop being here. Yeah, but it still it still doesn't answer where we started from. Like, it all has to still, to me, still has to start somewhere where that was the first run through. You know what I mean? Like the first, the initial kickoff. Why the do you think there needs to be a beginning? Perception began. Well, if we're going to lose all this stuff that we gained, you know what I mean, and then start over again, it's a cycle. A cycle has to have started somewhere. Why? Because why would it be happening? You know what I mean? Like, why would it why would it be happening if it didn't start somewhere? Well, because it's it's just as likely that it's always been that it is that it just began somewhere. They're both about as probable. Think of it yeah. like, let's say Big Bang, right? Singularity. Everything is contained within the single point and then explosion. Even if the explosion was the beginning, that singularity was there. So was that singularity? Did it have a beginning? Then, okay, it did. It was uh, one particle in a vastness of many other particles. And although we exist only within that particle, there was many other particles and something causing that. Okay, so they exist within another. Okay, so where does that bubble exist in? Yeah, well, that's like that goes back to my what does the universe exist in and what does that exist in and then what does that exist in? And it's like if there's no way to ever answer that, how did it all start? And I guess that's where I say it has to start somewhere like it had to kick in. Like, 
I, I, it's like if that because I feel like if there didn't need to be a, a an inciting incident, then why aren't people just like randomly appearing next to us? Why aren't things like vanishing? You know, why doesn't anything just randomly happen for no fucking reason? You know, but and why does one chaos entail many it, chaoses? Sort of like, why does one instance of chaos have to mean all instances? What if that one random instance of chaos is what caused total order? And that's why we don't see people kind of popping in and out. So there is this sort of uh, randomness we call the universe that is uh, perpetually always random in its construct. And it's just in and out, in and out, in and out. Meanwhile, all the things inside of it are completely ordered. And there's physics that follows certain rules and chemistry that follows rules and uh, the evolution of complexity follows rules. Entropy follows rules. Meanwhile, for whatever fucking reason, chaos theory is also real and the universe could just like blink out of fucking existence any moment. That being said, what if we are blinking in and out of existence consistently and that's happening all the time and we just popped into this conversation fucking an hour and a half ago with all the memories we have right now thinking this is what we were doing but we just like existed for like less than a day but so then my mind is like all right well then where where were we in between those see like it's like it never lets it just be like i can't just accept like oh yeah it's just happening you know it's it's like no (laughs) there needs to be something in control or at least something that starts the cycle because it's like if that's the case then how come i don't just turn into batman overnight in my dreams or like when i go to sleep why don't i wake up and the whole world is different you know it's just like my mind maybe it is and maybe it is because i can't handle my mind is not letting me see it but i'm just like nope that's not enough for but me maybe I we can't see it like more what if you weren't dave what if you were batman before today and then batman <laughs> went to fucking sleep and he just woke up as you thinking he's you thinking he has your memories and he's like i'm fucking to end tonight you go to sleep And it's like you passed your memory card to some whole new person and they're playing your game from now on and you pick up some fucking uh, somebody else picks up the game called Dave and now they're fucking Dave. They weren't Dave before, but now they are. And they load that up and boom, now that person is Dave or maybe Dave gets erased. They delete your character file and make a fucking new character. and You just got blinked from existence. You just cease to exist because somebody deleted your file and made a whole new character. They wanted to play Saints Row style and make him look like a clown or something. All right, I guess it'd be as good a time as any to cut this up. Shit. (laughs) I can't not be me. I'm horrified. (laughs) All right, man. So... I I love having you on for these very reasons, dude. We we go down the weirdest fucking rabbit holes into the most. I'm like baffled, dude. Like I'm I'm actually disturbed. I'm like, oh, dude. I I felt pretty secure and stuff, and now I'm like, fuck. I can't really know anything. This I almost feel cheated, but it's okay. I'll but like, <laughs> we we <laughs> receive okay. we both receive the information so differently. There's a meme about this actually. It's uh, it shows a per that there's two ways to kind of take life, right? And one of them is like, oh, nothing matters. Nothing matters, man. And then the other one is like, man, nothing matters, dude. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, you could could do, (laughs) well, no, in both instances, nothing matters. And it's like, in one case, oh, my God, nothing matters. There's no purpose to anything. This is horrible. And the other one is like, nothing fucking matters, bro. We can just enjoy all of it freely. 
and both of them come from the nothing matters part. I think I'm that second guy who's like, man, fucking nothing matters, bro. That's kind of cool, yeah. right? You're over here like, oh my god, days, nothing matters. Some days I am that too. Then some days I'm like, oh man, I need to digest this. <laughs> I need to sit with this for a minute before it can be like, all right, cool, nothing matters. But like, damn, it's tough, man. It's like you're you're you always feel like there's no secure footing, and maybe there never will be, but. I don't know, man. You just keep, we just keep having conversations about it. That's the only way to, the only way to keep exploring it. To exercise that, right? A hundred percent. Because it, it, mainly because there's no other way to access this information. There's no physical yeah. equation that's going to answer it. There's no, no science or theology that's going to tell us what's beyond the beyond, what's beyond our perception, not even beyond anything. What is our understanding of information as a thing, you know? And that, that only comes from speaking about it and trying to be perspective with all of it and looking at it from different angles and playing with the information and hopefully getting somewhere and most likely not. <laughs> yeah. Well, the most likely not is the, uh, the fool's errand we find ourselves on. We are taking on the Sisyphean, Sisyphus, right? Sisyphean, Sisyphean uh, task of just constantly pushing that stone up the hill and, until it rolls back and we start over again. But one day we'll feel like, I feel, I feel like the work we do is good, man. I feel like even other people listening to us do this are like, you know, I'm glad I got to witness this. I'm glad I got to hear these thoughts because Maybe I can think about things a little bit differently now too, you know? So I always, I always feel like even if we're still pushing that rock up a hill and it's going to roll down and we're going to have to do the whole thing again, it's, uh, it's all about the journey, man. It totally and the destination is. might, might not even be there. So in making it about the journey. Like who cares when we get the rock to the top of the hill, then what? Like, okay, it's here yeah. now. Great. But what about the whole challenge of pushing it up the hill? Maybe I'll push it down the hill myself and do this again. That's that's where we gotta be. We just gotta yeah. Because uh, again, let's be real. A lot of people wouldn't have these thoughts that we get into, and we come from two very different worlds that allow it to collide in such a way. You have True. real weird information, and I have real abstract information. And your information is grounded. My information is by no means. But in the meshing of that, there's the ideas from the world and the ideas from without the world. And then we try to just get them to connect. If those ideas touch, we did something the smartest of scientists could have never because his equation couldn't bridge the gap, you know? I hear you. I'll take the credit for that, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> we are superheroes. Yeah, man. We're, we're <laughs> allowing people who couldn't think this way to at least hear somebody else. And because the the wonderful thing about a podcast is you can't argue with the person. You're just fucking stuck listening or you turn it off. And even when something does cause you to have an emotion, you're most likely to be there. So, oh, no, I totally disagree. But you don't turn it off because you're fascinated and you want to disagree harder. But then you just keep hearing it. Getting perspective. And then you could email in and you could join the conversation and, uh, you know, take it to the next level because that's kind of the other side of why podcasting is awesome. It's like, all right, you, you have to listen to my side as we present it. But then I'm opening the floor. You guys can write in. We'll read your email. You can join us maybe sometime. You know, who knows? A hundred percent, It's the good side of that uh, information superhighway that made the rest of the world so scary for us. Um, so hopefully at least we can also live by that example, you know, let it bridge the gap, guys. Let it bridge the gap. 
Hundred percent, dude. That is a great fucking note to leave it on. So let everybody know <laughs> where they can find all your good stuff. The new empires you are building, the the structures you're going to take over the world with. Yeah, we're actually we've we've made some quantum leaps in the last couple of weeks, uh, redesigning the entire Hollow Nine experience over at HollowNine.com. So we're getting we're really excited about unveiling it. We're still not quite ready for it yet, but it's um, definitely going to uh, help us kind of uh, start off phase three. Well, not that we have we kind of already started phase three, but just you know bring us up to speed, putting us into more in the ballpark of that we always uh, imagined ourselves on. Um, you can also find us at Hollow Nine Network on Facebook and you can hear us every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. UK times which I guess that means it's either uh, 6 p.m. US East Coast or 7 p.m. now that we're in daylight savings I don't know it's one of those two but we're over on uh, Radio Haver which is uh, Radio H-A-V-E-R you can find them over on Facebook as well my buddy Drew Carson uh, it's his internet radio station that is itself becoming an empire and uh, one to be reckoned with with all the awesome talent and awesome shows that are coming and uh, all the other stuff he's got going on behind the scenes that he's going to be unveiling over the course of the next year so make sure to keep up with us over there you hear our stuff broadcasted over there every week on wednesday and then uh you can also find it on our feeds we're also on spotify uh twitter at hollow nine cast uh we're on instagram the hollow nine network with underscores in between uh yeah and so uh there's some new blood joining the ranks we got some new stuff on the way it's it's gonna be fun and uh, then also, I hope to be coming back and hanging out at Just Conversations podcast as well. So you can find me all over the place. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, damn well, I'm going to be bringing you here to ruin your day, bro. <laughs> to ruin my day. Well, I think it's just more once I digest this, I'll be ready to I'll be ready to come at it from a non-existent, non-specific perspective that won't make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, but it's therapeutic, man. We this is the stuff you got to go through. We all have to go through it at some point. Yeah, luckily we 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 force our ways in here while we're young. Before we're like in the last ten minutes of our life, and we're like, where am I going? Let me think about it right now. And it's like, it's kind of late down the line, bro. Just get there. <laughs> Nah, we're over here wondering. (laughs) Anyways, man, it's been great to fucking have you, dude. I love having you on. You are probably (laughs) my favorite guest, period. It just gets as weird as possible whenever you are on, and it's it's fascinating to have these... uh, Dude. Thank you so much, man. I never thought having a hard drive full of useless information would be so valuable. <laughs> and uh, and it's just observations from around around us. And uh, it's always good to, to throw new stuff on the table. And I love how uh, no matter what we go with it, the tangents are always crazy. And uh, I'm very lucky that you guys have let me come and hang out. So thank you so much for uh, letting me be on the show. And I'm looking forward to coming back and doing this some more. Hell yeah, dude. Definitely. A hundred fucking percent, bro. I can't wait to have you on again. This is always a, a fucking a blast, dude. You are definitely the top there. You, you can go through all these conversations and see that we definitely have... I'm most energized talking to somebody who's as fucking crazy as I am. That is definitely... It's so just funny. like, no no limits, man. There's no holds barred. It's like, whatever, let's take this where it goes. <laughs> for sure, for It'll sure. It'll be where no one else takes it, probably. A hundred percent. Never have I had conversations like this, bro. Definitely, you are one of a kind when it comes to how weird this shit gets. 
<laughs> well, that's awesome, dude. Well, thanks again, dude. It's always a blast. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yes, definitely, man. Thank you so much for being on as usual. And you know I will continue to harass you on the internet, bro. That's what it's there for. Thank you very much, man. And uh, in intellectual debate is never harassment. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to everybody out there in social media land who can't get along. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks again. And thanks again for being so flexible and uh, and uh, rolling with the punches on the <laughs> last minute scheduling changes. And nah, stuff. don't even worry um, about it. All right, man. Thanks a lot, dude. Take it easy. I'll talk to you soon. Same to you, man. Enjoy your night. Later on. You too. Take care. back where did we go well we were listening to that conversation well i was technically in that conversation you and i were watching you talk today because we have the exclusive video of me talking to him yeah that we would put up except nah because yep. it's about my voice yeah yep. yep because he's horrifying and you don't want to look at him yeah it will blind you. It it's like looking you. at God, I guess. Yeah. He's shiny. When they shot I him. don't know. When they shot his shoulder. Yeah. When they <laughs> shot his shoulder. When they looked at Who his speaks shoulder? like that when they shot his shoulder? I don't know. But that was a fascinating conversation we had with Dave and as usual. Uh, it went places. It got dark. It went everywhere. It, it, was, was... it was woke. Not dark, but woke is essentially dark when you think about it. It was a little dark. How he... He seemed very sad. Yeah, about it, he came but... in high energy, and as reality slowly dawned on him, his tones dropped and his energy level died off. And it was like, "Well, well, why am I alive?" Yeah, what none of this, this means anything. <laughs> yes. this is all meaningless. Whoa. Yeah, he's gonna go process it and probably come back like, "Wow, no, I'm I'm glad we that had that comment." But right now, as soon as it hit him, he was like, "Oh fuck." But it usually happens. We we go way deep, and then we're like, mm -hmm. "Oh fuck, oh fuck." But you don't end like that. No, because uncertainty amuses me. Mm. I think the fact that we don't know is exciting. It is exciting, and it's like something new. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of an apocalypse right now. I know. And it's like, yeah, people are panicking and buying all the toilet paper, but also, it's an apocalypse, guys. Haven't most of you been daydreaming about these things? Now it's actually happening and you couldn't handle the start before the heavy things come? You I couldn't know. handle that much? At least they're buying all the guns, too. Yeah. That's Man. crazy. So crazy. They bought all the toilet paper, all the guns. Mm -hmm. By the time this comes out, who knows what proceedings have taken place that we weren't aware of right now? Mm. Man. What could be happening right now? What could be happening now as you listen? Who knows? You could be listening way in the future. Listening yeah. back to this episode and being like, I remember the days of, of the plague. <laughs> of the plague. Of the plague. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. It's just like sweeping the nation. And yeah. like the recovery numbers are crazy. But nobody's paying attention. Unless those numbers are lies. Unless those numbers are lies. Man, I don't know how I feel about China.
I know how I feel about those reports because they can lie. They control their media. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. You know, at least we have internet for now. Dun, for now. Dun, dun. Until the power gets knocked out. Then all those times I said hoard the books and the board games. Yes. Everyone, if you're listening and you still have technology, just it's time. Yeah. Hoard. yeah. Just hoard Enter, you're gonna Entertain. go crazy don't yes you don't fight the c- insanity everyone's going crazy around you fight the insanity a hundred percent the more that's even more dangerous than what's going on right yes, now yes the virus is nowhere near as bad as people think it is it's the people who are as bad as they think the virus is that's yeah. the truth of it mm-hmm. like yeah it's spreading don't get me wrong the percentage of people actually kicking the bucket as a result of this is minuscule Look, all these quarantines and things that are happening are entirely due to the fact that people are out of the fucking mind and they're more of a danger to each other. Yes, everyone running into the store together is not good because then you're spreading it. If yes. it is there, you don't know if you have it until you get tested. And Yes. The panic is what we're trying to contain. Yes. More, the virus too, don't get me wrong, but the panic too. The panic is just going to make things worse. Yes. People don't have... Man, the fucking... People being asked why you're buying so much toilet paper and their responses. Someone else is doing it. What are you talking about? How is this your reaction? How have you thought so little in your life? You saw somebody else do something and then you're like, I'm doing it because they were doing it. But look... That's how society works. That's how things get popular. What are you talking about? No, That's... look, 100%. But it's like, even in crisis... But mm-hmm. then this reminds me of that brain games test where they had the people in the office and then somebody will walk in and everybody would stand. The First, they were oh, actors. Yes. They would stand up and they would sit down. And so the person who was not an actor sits down and he sees them doing it and they do it. Then as people started coming in who weren't actors, the actors started allegedly getting seen by whatever and mm-hmm. then walking out, leaving only the people who were there actually thinking there was something going on but they were the real experiment all the actors left the room and they were all doing the thing yes every time somebody would walk in without any of the actors there to control them they would all get up and then they would sit right back down every time and one of them even asked hey why are you doing this and she was like oh because they were doing it yeah i don't know they were doing it so i just did too and then she just continued doing it and then they who just asked the question did it too yeah and then when finally told that they were being experimented on they were like oh yeah funny no you're fucking sheep yes that's like the line thing too of every- so you see a line oh, you join the line my God, doesn't matter yes. what the line is for the line that was wrapping around the building and it was leading to nowhere there was nothing inside the building they just the first like six people on the line were just there as an experiment to see mm-hmm. who else would get in line and when they were asked hey what's this line for they would be like i don't know and then people would just get in line waiting for i don't know yep ah it's Fuck, so crazy it's kind of like i'm more scared of the people bro for real Mm-hmm. People are dangerous and they're going to, the government is going to shut down. The fucking entire economies are going to collapse because of people. Not the virus. Because of people. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Read your books. Don't do this. Don't follow the people around you. Don't be sheep. But this comes back to what we're talking about with Dave. Like, are they even wrong? 
Like, who cares? What's right? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Do whatever. Who cares? Reality is an imaginary construct. Yes. It's all just going to fade away one day, and you're not even going to notice it happened. Mm-hmm. Everything's just going to go back to normal. Yeah. Eventually. Here's the thing. Here's what's crazier. I don't think anybody's... Fis- oh, man. Oh. I encounter this all the time, and I'm always thinking about this. Like, you know, people who are always like, man, when is that crazy thing going to happen in my life? And right now we're like, oh, man, it's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But nothing crazy ever happens to us. But I bet everybody has that thought. Like, I hope something crazy happens? I bet everybody thinks nothing crazy happens to them. Like, even in this crazy moment, we're sort of almost protected from it. I haven't seen anything nuts yet. Mm -hmm. But I bet... From every individual perspective, it looks exactly the same. Even the people who are taking the toilet paper are... Nobody is doing that. Everybody sees somebody else do that. Does that make sense? Like, no matter what, you see everything else in chaos. Uh Uh-huh. But if I were to jump into one of their perspectives, they're just probably at home or something, seeing everybody else steal the toilet. Like, there's no real perspective in which you're the one doing the crazy. And I, I, I think, like, what if every, like, what if what I'm seeing isn't what everybody else is seeing? They have to see their version of it where nothing crazy is happening to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that could totally be a possibility. Like, it's just not happening. It's happening when we're looking at it. Yes. But it's not but it's happening, not really happening to me. And if I were somebody else, it would also not be happening to that person. To any individual, nothing is happening. They hear about it. But they don't see it. they don't see it. Like, with their eyes. Another idea would be, maybe there are NPCs and there are players, the way we were talking, I was talking with Dave. And those are the NPCs? the NPCs are the ones that are being fucking crazy because it's programmed. You couldn't see from their perspectives if you wanted to. Hmm. But the ones that are around, because you ask one of these people, why are you doing it? Ah. was a very NPC response. That's weird, right? Like, I don't know. Just behavior happened and I can't explain it. Like, that's fucking strange. Those could be the NPCs. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who are like, I don't understand what's going on and I wasn't going to take part in it because I don't get it. And it's like, okay, you're a player character. Oh, this is a true test of player versus NPC. We get to see who really is. Nevertheless, in a game... The majority is NPC. There's usually just one player. Yeah. Even if there's many players, let's look at World of Warcraft. How mm-hmm. many NPCs exist in that world to every one individual roaming around? An entire wars could be waged. Yes. But a shit ton of them are just NPCs. Do you think all the sick people then are NPCs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause Maybe those... somebody caught it and they're like, no, nothing's happening. Maybe even an old person got it and, like, nothing happened. He's one of the lucky ones who's like, nothing's happening. But they're fucking player character. Okay, yeah. Meanwhile, the NPCs are dropping like flies, but there's no consciousness there. There's no awareness. But it's happening? Yeah. So we'll find out if we know any NPCs, though, now. Yeah. And crazy things could happen. But the question is, are they behaving crazy? The NPCs? No, the people the we people. know if we ever meet somebody who ends up with it. I don't right. know. There's a couple of interesting experiments socially to run and visualize with this series of events that are happening. And we'll keep you guys posted as the weeks come. 
man, here's another way to look at this. I think the people who are going crazy, if they're not NPCs, like, like, were they even thinking at the moment? When they do these crazy things, what does happen to their awareness? They're just like, it's gone? I guess they are NPCs. There's no way to not say be NPCs. be NPCs. They have to be. Because yeah. the thought isn't there. There's no conscious activation of anything. It's just something was done. The end. Hmm. It's I can't weird. imagine that, though. I'm thinking maybe there's something happening in the real world where some play we're all pl- characters that are being played but right now some of them are going offline so now they're automatic npcs right now so that guy is normally a a player but at this moment something's happening and so now he's an npc the game has a literal bug Yes. Oh shit! Does that make sense? You you see, people what? are getting disconnected, yeah. and glitches are happening, and characters are moving like NPCs. Maybe there is a, a period where everybody's NPC at some point. We might not notice because uh, our player disconnects and mm-hmm. uh, seamless transition when they're back. We just continue where we were. Yeah. But maybe there is this thing happening right now, or in any moment of tragedy, is really just a bug attacking the system, and then people. Some people, sometimes this bug makes player characters stay in-game while their player is out. Mm-hmm. And this sort of autopilot behavior like an NPC happens. Yeah. Or maybe they got hacked. Or maybe they got hacked. Mass hackings. Oh. Maybe that's going on. Mm, that's one person controlling many, many, many characters at the same time. Thus, there's a hive mentality thing going on. Yeah. It's a child playing. He's playing GTA right now. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll dissect this more in the Uh future and the possibility that we're NPCs. I like that. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation I had with Dave and this conversation following that I just had with Christina. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you guys want more of this kind of stuff, there's many places you can find us. You can actually find Dave. You can find him at the hollow9network.com. That's hollow, the number nine, and network.com. You can find him under the same thing on Facebook at hollow9network. Mm-hmm. You can find him on radiohaver.com. There's a live radio station there. You can also find him on Radio Haver on Facebook, Spotify at Hollow9Cast, and Twitter at Hollow9Cast. You can also find him on Instagram at the underscore Hollow9 underscore network. And on many of the Just Conversation podcast episodes, he is one of our favorite guests, and you can go find a bunch of these crazy discussions that go essentially the same. We horrify each other, and then we get off, because it's like, fuck this. Yes. And to find us... You can find all our goodies on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JustConvoPod. And on Instagram, you can find some highlight reels that you that will please you, as well as Facebook. Now, you can find them on Facebook and uh, JustConvoPod. You can find highlight reels, nice, uh, fun Small clips. Shorts. Yeah, if the uh, episode is too long, you want to catch up on old stuff, but not go through some of the more things you're least interested in. These clips have names, so they give you a rough idea of what's going on. It's a short summary, so you can just read through and understand what it is we're talking about in the clip. You can also find the podcast on the official website at graythoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
Yes! And remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show, and we'll read it on the program the way we did at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so let someone who might like this show know about it. Yes, word of mouth. You always know word of mouth is the most powerful thing. We could tell anybody about it, but if you tell somebody you heard it and you liked it, they're more likely to listen to it. So recommend the show. Tell people you think might like it. And this has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye! Bye. Everybody I know who, um, when I first got back into the podcasting game, was using Hangouts instead of Skype. They were like swearing by it. They're like, "Oh, Hangouts, it's better quality. It's everything." And I'm like, um, oh, you know, "Let's give it a try." And then it has been always a little bit harder than just Skype. Seems to always just be like, you click it and it goes and it works. Yeah. Well, the problem with Hangouts is, yeah, video wise, it's better. It, mm-hmm. but then the audio is garbage. And then, as you know, Skype's video is the glitchiest, most garbage thing that has ever existed, but its audio Uh, is crispy clear. So there's a... Yep. They're clearly lacking in the opposite arena. We got to find the one that meets in the middle. I know. Where the hell is that? There's one. I actually used it once for for my old job uh, to do a video conference between... China, Amsterdam, and Washington, D.C., and it was called bluejeans.com, like like almost like the pants, like blue jeans, but one word, and their their audio backend is built by Dolby, so the audio is really good, and the video was pretty pretty smooth. I was surprised at how well it did. Good night. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor, and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Nitrum, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.